Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. This message is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. In this episode, Planet Laundry editor Bob Neiman interviews Larry Adamski. You may recognize Larry as being a top contributor to the CLA Connect community. Larry Adamski is a longtime owner of Muskegon Laundromat in Muskegon, Michigan. At 71, Larry has been a thriving laundry operator for more than 50 years. In this episode of the Planet Laundry Podcast, Bob discusses with Larry how today's laundromats have evolved from the stores of 50 years ago, how his particular laundry operation is different from many of the other high-performing laundromats in the industry, and how he has successfully coped with running his business during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, I'm with Larry Adamski, the owner of Muskegon Laundromat in Muskegon, Michigan. Larry's been a successful store operator for more than 50 years, and he remains an extremely active member of the industry. In fact, if you've spent any time on the CLA Connect online community, you've no doubt come across Larry's common sense, uh, no-nonsense advice to his fellow operators. Hey, Larry, thanks for being with me. Yeah, it's uh, great to be with you, and uh and talk about the industry. It's yeah. one of my favorite subjects. Absolutely. Mine too. Did I get that right? 50 years? Uh, more than 50 years in the industry. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little bit more than 50 years. Okay. Long well, that, time. That, that puts it back to like about 1970 or so? Uh, yeah. I, I was. It was 1969 when I bought my first two laundromats. Right. Right. Wow. Doing anything at such a high level for more than 50 years is quite an accomplishment. So first of all, it just hats off to you for uh, for what you do and what you've done and uh, continue to do in raising this business up. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How- it's, been, it's been fun most of the way. Most of- <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Certainly a few bumps along the way, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes. That's part of the game. That's right. How did you first get involved in the laundromat industry? Uh, Many of my family members are involved with laundromats, but Mm -hmm. my dad was the first to uh, buy into the industry around 1962. Back then, uh, laundromats were in their infancy. Soon, my older brother bought a couple of laundromats. I began buying laundromats, like I said, at age 19, Mm -hmm. and eventually uh, I owned three of them. Okay. My younger sister owns three laundromats as well. Really? Okay. Uh, Yeah, we're all just following in Dad's footsteps, and uh, we're all uh, equally successful. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What attracted you to the the industry in the first place? Laundromats, I've been attracted to the industry uh, since about the age of 16 when when my dad first bought a laundromat out in Chicago and hauled it up to Manistee, Michigan, and installed it. In his uh, in the showroom of his former car dealership, okay. and so that was quite an undertaking, and that's how he uh, first started. Mm-hmm. And I, I was too young, but I was old enough to kind of watch how it all materialized, and it kind of got me uh, excited. I, I when I was in early high school, I was thinking about going uh, more along the lines of becoming an accountant. Mm-hmm. Because numbers interest me as well, but I kind of changed plans uh, when my dad got into the business and uh, and headed in the direction of uh, acquiring laundromats. Right. So, so seeing him did do that kind of had you following his footsteps, and you kind of caught the uh, caught the bug, I guess, at, yeah. at an early age. Uh huh. At a very early age. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I, fast forwarding to, to 2021, how do today's laundromats differ from laundromats of maybe 40 or 50 years ago? There are a lot of differences. In the last century, mm-hmm. uh, equipment was much less reliable than what we have today. Mm-hmm. Dryer motors, for example, required a lot of maintenance. The mm-hmm. bearings would go out, the switches would go out, even the capacitors went out more often. Mm-hmm. Electromechanical timers controlled uh, washer functions, and they regularly failed, too. Top-loader washers had pumps that were unreliable. Mm-hmm. Inlet valves needed constant rebuilding. Raising vent, even raising vent prices involved replacing coin slides or changing dryer cams to set a new price. It's not like today where you just press a few buttons on the computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Manufacturers have come a long way uh, with their uh, with their products. All of them have, haven't they? Oh, absolutely! Right, it was a completely. I would not want to go back to maintaining the machines we used to have even <laughs> even twenty years ago. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was a completely different business. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, certainly the equipment's changed, and uh, the stores have changed, and the the whole environment. Have laundry owners themselves changed over the years, or is it still pretty much the same type of operator? <laughs> The only way laundry owners seem to have changed in more recent years is that it seems like more of them think that they can buy a laundromat and operate it remotely because, you know, you can access your machine data online and Mm -hmm. just sit there at your computer at your desk and you're going to run your whole business. And if if anybody actually thinks that's the way it is, (laughs) I think they're in for a real shock down the road right 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 it's not that way it's not how that's sold to you sometimes right <laughs> you don't you don't run a business with live live employees and machines that break down all the other issues building issues you know all kinds of issues that come up you can't fix those things from your computer at home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I guess in a way maybe the more things change is it the more they stay the same Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Not that the industry hasn't evolved, because it certainly has in many ways. It's just, I think that this idea of of totally running a laundromat remotely is is misleading. Right, right. Well, how how has the industry, in your your eyes, improved itself over the years? Because you've certainly been witness to a wide wide scope of the industry uh, from almost the very, the very beginning. How has it improved itself? To pick on a few things, of course, uh, the equipment, like I mentioned, is is much improved over what we had in the old days. Dryer motors are more reliable today. You don't don't seem to have the bearing problems with them anymore. Mm -hmm. Parts are coated to prevent rust. In the early days, 50 years ago, they were just experimenting with plastic coatings for for the insides of pumps, for example. Mm -hmm. And and that experimentation really didn't work out very well. The coating would come off and actually plug up the pump. Oh, really? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, all kinds of things. Uh, We have reliable computers now to replace those timers, Mm -hmm. which uh, the, the computers allow us so many programming options that timers did not. Motors are, washer motors are smaller and more reliable, and even the washer frames are now a computer-aided design mm-hmm. for better performance. 
paints are much better than they used to be too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the result of all this is less maintenance, better efficiency, and even customer customizable options. Right, certainly. And, and certainly probably an improved just image overall of the laundromat industry. Do you think that that's the case as well? Yes, I think on average the industry looks better. It presents itself better than it did 50 years ago. Right. As well it should because, you know, when laundromats are buying the kind of machinery they're buying today, it, mm -hmm. that presents a, mm -hmm. a heck of a lot better than the, the very basic top loaders we had back then. Certainly. Yes, laundromats present themselves very well in general, not to say there aren't some exceptions. Mm -hmm. I know uh, I get a lot of compliments on my laundromat and and even and my employees as well. Uh, mm -hmm. People are very impressed with how uh, much help they get from the employees when they come in. Mm -hmm. So and that's all important if you want to if you want to be making charging top dollar and you want to be making top profit. Mm -hmm. You better be given top service. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's talk about your specific operation. How is your particular laundromat different? And I, some say may they might say radically different from other successful laundromats. How is your operation a little um, a little bit of an outlier, maybe, from some of the stores yeah. out there? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty much radically different from uh, certainly what the average uh, laundromat is doing. I have strayed from the crowd by applying systems and variations that few operators can even comprehend. Let's talk about those. And, yeah, yeah, in 2009, I was the first to change from quarters to dollar coins. Mm -hmm. This meant that I'd have to deal with dollar price increases mm -hmm. instead of quarter price increases. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I could always reverse direction if necessary. Okay. I wasn't sure how it was all going to end up, but I was willing to uh, give it an honest try and see where I got with it. Mm -hmm. For, fortunately, those dollar price increases turned out to be no more of an issue to my customers than the old quarter prices in, uh, increase used to be. So there was no need for me to reverse course. Okay, interesting. So the dollar uh, dollar coins continue to work out real well for me, and I'm very happy with that, and so are my customers. Later in 2008, I ordered some new state-of-the-art Hibs washers. Mm -hmm. These offered customer options like extra wash and extra rinse, and I charge a dollar for each of those options. Mm -hmm. However, I was bothered because the factory set cycle already included a wash and two rinses. So I wondered why anyone would even want to buy a third rinse or an extra wash. Because mm -hmm. in all my years I've been in this business, my washers never offered two washes or three rinses. Mm -hmm. And yet they processed everybody's laundry just fine. Thus, the seed for my exclusive e-cycle became implanted in my mind. Okay. And that involved, of course, taking the standard factory cycle and removing the third rinse. And so, or I mean, removing the second rinse, right. excuse me, mm -hmm. that the factory had programmed in. So that left the washer with one wash and one rinse for each cycle. Mm -hmm. Now, the customer could have a true reason to buy an extra wash or an extra rinse, depending on how dirty their clothes are, 
or depending on how sensitive their skin was to mm -hmm. uh, the detergent they were using. Hmm. Okay. In other words, there'd be a true benefit to spending more money. And if they didn't need the extras because they're just washing uh, dress shirts, for example, and, and there's no issue of deep dirt, they could just use the basic e-cycle of one wash and one rinse mm -hmm. and a spin and get done in 20 minutes. That's not over them. Not only they're not spending more money, but they're also saving their time, too, because they're getting done right. about five minutes quicker. Right, right. Very good. And certainly uh, not kind of straying from the norm there. And like you said, maybe some radical thinking, but what made you choose that direction? Or where, when did the light bulb go off for you with some of this uh, operational changes? Well, the initial thought was because the factory sent me machines with a wash and two rinses. Mm -hmm. And then they says the customer can buy an extra wash or an extra rinse. And I just I couldn't get my mind around why the customer would need to buy an extra wash or an extra rinse with right. what they were already getting. Right. And then, and then I was really pressed further into that thinking when I, a new competitor came in and started competing against me with brand new equipment but lower prices. He was competing on price mostly. Mm -hmm. And so after a year of that, I... I had a plan uh, to put e-cycles on those eight new machines and start competing back. And the simpler, quicker cycle was critical for my own mental well-being as, as I right. started a price war with him. Right. And right. so I knew it, it could be a very long-term war, and and I felt I needed to feel like I'm saving on utilities a little bit by cutting out that rinse and yet giving a good wash mm -hmm. and saving my customers time and I knocked a dollar off the price so that's why it was a price war right. and so uh, it took me let's see it took me nine months to uh, knock him out of business wow wow Certainly working for you. Uh, you. You've made the right decisions with that. And uh, uh, like you said, psychologically, too, it, it was a benefit to you, right? Yeah, there's a lot of psychology involved in, in this business. It's amazing. Uh, you wouldn't you want think so, but I'm, yeah. I'm using psychology all the time. What do you think are the keys to a, a profitable laundromat operation in, uh, in 2021? I think we're going to see a lot of inflation in the uh, next 12 months, and I think the key to keeping up with inflation is being prepared to rise, raise prices when appropriate. Mm -hmm. I also think COVID is going to be going on to some degree through the end of the year, and I think fast cycles become more important during pandemic times. That's why my e-cycles have, have been so successful for mm -hmm. me during COVID, I think, is because they're quick. Customers are in and out, and including drying and everything. They're in and out in an hour, hour and 15 minutes. They're not exposing themselves to a whole bunch of customers for a long period of time. Obviously, a lot of my customers sit in their car uh, while their washer is going, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but some don't. Some sit in the laundromat. Uh, the 
you know, the laundromat is all uh, socially distanced as much as possible. So I think I think we're going to be dealing with COVID for a while yet, and I think we're going to, following that, we're going to be dealing with a lot of inflation. So right. that's what I'm foreseeing. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you bring up COVID-19, and, and certainly um, the last 12 months or so have been anything but normal for for all of us certainly for business owners how have you chosen to to cope with the pandemic i guess on a personal level as well as business wise well on a personal level my wife and i we we just try to stay safe mm-hmm. wear masks when out in public we socialize less than we used to we don't eat out like we used to of course the restaurant options are greatly reduced anyway right so we're just being more careful, basically. But now both of us are fully uh, vaccinated, mm-hmm. so we feel safer just from that. And I think better days are coming. As far as the laundromat goes, right from the very beginning in January of last year, we were already following the problems with the two cruise ships in the Far East mm-hmm. because we were uh, getting ready to take our annual winter cruise Okay. In February of 2020. Okay, okay. So we did go on the cruise February 2nd and returned uh, February 28th, and getting home just before everything blew up here in the United States. Mm-hmm. In March, I did some research on pandemics. Mm-hmm. Following that, I developed a formal COVID-19 response policy, okay. which I shared with my employees, and I posted in the laundromat as well for customers to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Over time, the policy was updated two more times as we became more knowledgeable about Mm -hmm, COVID-19. Today, thanks to President Trump's Warp Speed Vaccine Program, Mm -hmm. the entire population is being vaccinated and people feel safer every day. Mm -hmm. Due to my successful COVID-19 response policy, my laundromat set a sales record last year is on, on track set another sales record this year. Wow. This while other laundromats experience sales decreases. We have maintained full operation throughout the pandemic, not cutting a single hour off of our open schedule. It hasn't been easy all the time, but finding and keeping good employees is, has been a, a real challenge. Mm-hmm. We've raised wages several times and then raised vent prices to compensate for the increased labor costs. Mm-hmm. We bought antimicrobial laundry carts, mm-hmm. socially distanced the folding tables and seating, increased the water heater setting to 140 degrees, Okay. put up plexiglass shields, mm-hmm. and required everyone to wear a mask inside the building. Mm-hmm. It's obvious to me that my customers truly appreciate all of these efforts to keep everyone safe. There's no, there's really no other explanation for why my laundromat has been up substantially during these these times, unless my customers feel that I'm doing the right thing by them. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Well, what have been some of the toughest challenges during this time? Well, by far the toughest is, is keeping employees. I'm down one employee right now. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like... All of the, I feel like the employee, the potential employee base used to be a lot better than it is now. I think the government is mm-hmm. is handing out federal unemployment benefits 
and so it's it, it's a huge incentive for the for the good employees to to stay at home collecting unemployment rather than seeking an unemployment somewhere and mm-hmm. and working. You know, that's my impression. Right. Right or wrong. I think the the government could better serve the whole economy if they would if the federal government would give an incentive to work. Mm-hmm. Say somebody gets a job and they keep the job for six months, then the uh, federal government would send them some kind of a check mm-hmm. for being a good employee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. You know, do something like that rather than encourage them to sit home and do nothing. You know, to me, they're just doing it all backwards. Right, and it's, it's certainly a challenge for, for employers like yourself. Absolutely, and, and, and even more so during the last year. I, I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I hope that reverses soon. Right. Absolutely. Shifting gears a little bit, you are a familiar name to anyone who has spent any time on the uh, CLA Connect community, the, the online uh, forum for, for CLA. You've clearly got a passion for this industry. I just started talking to you and, and for helping others, for helping other owners. Why is that and where does that come from? Well, my own success is pretty much in the books. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything more for myself, mm-hmm. but I do take some pleasure in helping others. My wife says that I like to tell others what to do. <laughs> Maybe so, but it's always with the very best intentions mm-hmm. and hope for their success. Mm-hmm. Never tell a- anyone else to do something that I have not already successfully done myself. Right, right. It's all, it's all tried and true advice. That's, that's correct. It's advice that's worked for me, made me money, and I would certainly hope it could make others money, too. Right. Well, certainly people would want to at least give it a listen to someone who's been successful in this business for uh, for 51 years. I know I would certainly listen. Well, Larry, who has helped you when you were first getting into this business? Who were your mentors, and who did you turn to? And, and maybe who do you turn to today? When I first got into business... My dad came to my rescue when I was drafted into the Army mm-hmm. just five months after buying my first two laundromats. Okay. So he ran them for me until I came back from Vietnam in 1971. Mm-hmm. In return, he got to keep uh, any profits during that period. Right. So it, it was a fair deal, but mainly he was he was a good dad and... Uh, he rescued my, my laundromats when I could, was drafted away and could not mm-hmm. tend to them. Mm-hmm. Through the years, is there anything major that you would have done differently business-wise? That's a tough one. Plenty of newbie mistakes over the years, just like anyone else. I failed to make the best choice when buying replacement washers. I made building improvements that were later discarded because I wasn't thinking far enough ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I increased prices in small increments when I should have increased in a larger increment. Mm-hmm. I think making a mistake is probably what we humans do best. <laughs> um, the, the, the question is, how well do you recover from your mistakes? You, mm-hmm. you can always start again or back up and take another direction. Just because we make a mistake, that's not the end of the world. It just means we got to try again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, 
Last question for you, Larry, and I really appreciate your time today because I know you're busy. What advice do you have for today's owners? Well, what, what should they be doing? And maybe what shouldn't they be doing? What should they avoid? What's, what's your, what, are your parting, what are your parting shots for us? This is something I've talked about uh, quite often on the GLA Bulletin Board. Mm-hmm. My best advice to every owner is to develop a master plan for his laundromat. Master plans should include lots of modern user-friendly design features like wide aisles, a wide variety of washer sizes, single pocket dryers in various sizes. Don't be afraid to break up your concrete floor to move utility lines to accommodate an improved floor plan. Mm -hmm. In other words, don't think you're locked into putting new washers right back in the same spot where the old washers were. Mm If you can accomplish a better floor plan and it involves breaking up the floor, then so be it. Break up the floor. I've done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Above all, understand that single pocket dryers are not obsolete. In fact, these could give you the competitive advantage that allows you to charge higher prices than your competitors charge. That's my best brief advice to anyone who is serious about running the best laundromat they can run. Perfect, perfect. Anything that I didn't ask that we didn't talk about that you'd like to uh, maybe discuss or, or get out there or, or let the uh, the people who are listening to this uh, know about industry-wise? Anything we didn't talk about that you'd like to get out there? Well, I just, I just say again that be prepared for the inflation that's coming. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in my bones. I know I've, I've lived through times of Great inflation, 20% inflation. I've lived through times of 2% inflation. Mm-hmm. Inflation is coming. You're going to have to raise your prices. Mm-hmm. You better figure out how you're going to do it. Are you able to stay on quarter only, or are you going to have to move up to dollar coins? You better start planning, figuring out what you're going to do, because inflation is going to catch up with you. It's going to happen pretty soon. Great advice. That's about it. Yeah. Larry, thank you so much. I've, I've really appreciated uh, your time. I've learned a lot, and uh, I've enjoyed our conversation. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at www.planetlaundry.com slash subscribe, and follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube.